see that a lot of people get caught up in, well, somebody else is already doing that. It doesn't matter who else is doing it. Uh, everybody brings something unique to the uh, business. Um, when you go to the grocery store, there are a thousand breads out there. You know, it's so many different companies. And it's like, you know, that doesn't stop them. Hi there. Welcome to the e-commerce A to Z podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow a thriving e-commerce business. Our guest for today is Tempest Young. Tempest is the CEO of the yoga apparel brand Fit for Yoga. Ten years ago, Tempest discovered yoga and has been an avid practitioner ever since. Her love for yoga and fashion inspired her to create the unconventional yoga apparel brand in 2018. Right now, she's on the mission to make women feel empowered when they step into any space, not just the yoga studio. Our conversation today explores her entrepreneurial journey right from 2018 till now. My name is Jifa Mensa, and I'm your host for the e-commerce A to Z podcast. Stay with us. So you started your business in 2018, February 2018. Yes. Yep. February 2018, Fits for Yoga. Um, started the e-commerce store right online. And how did you come up with the idea and what drove you into starting Fits for Yoga? Um, well, I practiced yoga and I was going pretty often, four to five times a week. And I was looking for clothing and I started like a Google search to try to order some clothing and everything that I saw uh, was either way too much money, um, wasn't affordable, and it also wasn't trendy. So I decided to start my own online boutique and I set a date and I told myself that I would have everything done by February 14th. (laughs) Um, Idea in January. So I only really gave myself a month and I started like cranking out stuff like every day. Uh, The first find a platform where it would be easy for the shopper to shop, but also easy for me to run the back end. And Shopify was that platform. And from there, um, I built the website and that was it. February 14th, I launched the store. That's impressive. You know, all of that in a month. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I don't know why I gave myself a month. When I look back, I guess I just wanted to prove to myself that I was serious about the idea. Um, and I wanted to commit to something. And so there you have it. Yeah. That's okay. So um, are you currently running it full time or it's a side hustle? Full time. Um, at first, when it first started, it was a side hustle. Um, but then it it grew. <laughs> so I was like, okay, then I kind of got to put more time and energy to it. And I also have to, you know, hire some help. Because um, the online website launched February 2018. And then I opened a boutique, an actual brick and mortar, like a pop-up. Uh, I opened that last year. And that was opened from 
um, July 1st, 2019, all the way to January 2020. How did you transition from your nine to five to doing fits for yoga fully? Well, for me, I didn't transition. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I kept, so I work as a television producer. I work in entertainment, the TV world. Um, and I actually love doing that, but I found myself liking e-commerce and running a boutique too. So it's actually been very challenging to run both. The great thing about television is when you're working on a show, you do have um, a down period when your favorite, sh you know, shows are on hiatus or it's summertime and stuff like that, then you're not working. So I kind of use that time, you know, to my advantage when I launched. Uh, the e-commerce store, February 14th, uh, 2018, I was in Los Angeles booking, not booking, pitching, <laughs> pitching television shows. And so I'm in these meetings, but I'm looking on the website to see if anybody's ordering. And of course, it's like the first day. So the only person that placed the order was my best friend. Uh, but I was doing both. And I've kind of just been keeping up the two balls because you know, for me, I like what I do during, you know, the day. And the good thing about an e-commerce store is that you could run it from your phone. Like I have the Shopify app. I actually have a folder that is called business that, you know, deals with everything with my store. So you can be on the go. Um, so I don't have to like be glued to like the computer and be at home. Of course, when orders come in, you have to fulfill them and their time restraints with that. Uh, but for the most part, I make it work. Great. How did you go about hiring? So how I went about hiring is that I noticed that for one, one person cannot do everything. Since I did not leave uh, my full time, I noticed what where I was slacking was like the social media Um and of course, I needed to add different apps on Shopify to help me run things efficiently, uh, such as like the SEO and stuff like that. Uh, but so I noticed that the social media was was a part where I was like lacking and stuff. And so I just put out a position on Indeed for someone to, you know, part time help me run the social media pages. Uh, Fits for Yoga is on Instagram, but it's also on Facebook. And, you know, with that, Instagram, as soon as we put something up, we capture somebody, we get a sale. So that's like super important. And so I was lacking in that. So I had someone focus on that. Um, but then that person, you know, started focusing on different things and bringing ideas to the table and, you know, kind of make making the business run more efficiently. When I opened up the store, of course, I had to hire people in the stores, you know, cashiers and so forth, uh, sales associates, if you call them, you know, whatever you call them. But <laughs> um, so I had to do that on the storefront end. But as far as the e-commerce, I kind of had to bring somebody in and kind of teach them the ropes of helping me run the back end of the store. So you spoke about social media. How did you get your first 10 customers can you remember um yeah so when i first started i noticed um a lot of times when people have businesses um especially a small business they're using their personal instagram 
um, to kind of promote. And of course, I I started a separate Instagram, Fits for Yoga, and I started kind of finding my niche, people that were interested in yoga, not just my friends and family. And so I use different hashtags. I'm searching. I'm liking other people's content. I'm commenting. Um, I'm building up a relationship. And once you do that, the person, you know, visits your page and they're looking and trying to see what you have going on. And I'm also offering discount codes. So, you know, it's constantly, you know, me messaging someone or me saying, hey, you know, love the fact that you did this yoga pose. You would look great in our clothing. You know, we offer free shipping and here's a code. And that has really worked for the past two years. I really don't know the science (laughs) behind it, but every time that that is done on Instagram, I'm able to capture a sale. Um, And then I, you know, build a long-term client. They follow on Instagram. Every time they wear the clothing, they're, you know, tagging fits for yoga, creating content for us that we can use on our social media pages. And when I say creating content, you know, yogis, you know, a lot of them are influencers. And so they're doing poses, they're doing their classes, and they're wearing fits for yoga. And then, you know, us. And so I'm able to use the content and repost it and say, hey, look at this person wearing this. And then it just goes from there. So Instagram has been very vital in that. Um, Facebook, I would say, is a different, you know, ball game on Facebook. <laughs> uh, but as far as some, you know, some posts have translated to sales. Uh, but I think there people just want to more stay informed of what the business is doing. And what I've noticed is from Facebook that the traffic Instead of like clicking the link, they will separately go to Fits for Yoga um, and then place their order that way. So it's a little different ball game on Facebook, but Instagram, I think we've really mastered. And so getting that first 10 was all about engagement. Okay. Did you try any paid advertisements? I have. I have tried paid advertisement on Instagram. Of course, you can, you know, boost different posts and ads. And, you know, I've tried that on Facebook. That necessarily does not work for me. Um, As far as paid advertising, since it's a clothing store, Google Shopping is one of uh, the best, I would say, lanes that I have came across. you know, Google shopping, if somebody is searching for yoga pants and they put in black yoga pants and then your ad with the photo pops up and they click the link, that converts really well for me. Um, but as far as social media advertising, no, I think having a personal like relationship and contact and really like building that community, especially when you're in the yoga niche, the yoga business is very important. So that's kind of what the lane I've been going is, you know, making sure that the followers that we do have, that we actually know them. Do you do any form of email marketing? Yes. Yes. So we definitely do email marketing um, because we want to get the customers back that have already purchased. So it's 
you know, emails that are scheduled out to go to them. And I have noticed that once they make the first purchase, it's not um, long before they make the second purchase. Uh, so email marketing is very key, but then you also have subscribers have, who have never purchased. And so, you know, you're sending out discount codes and, you know, you're making sure the content in the email is interesting. So trying to mix it up, not always sending out like, hey, purchase this, but also sending out information about health and wellness. And so a lot of people gravitate towards that. And then, of course, you know, at the bottom, it's like a little code if you do want to go uh, to the website. But one thing um, about the email marketing is that we always send out an email when there's a new blog post. And so a lot of the blog posts bring people to the website. So that's another thing that, you know, I personally was slacking on. But once I hired help, was able to get somebody to crank out, you know, blog posts regularly. You are, you know, helping your customers beyond just buying your guard fit. You know, you're giving them yeah, because, tips and all of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you look on Instagram and just the world period, everybody's selling something. Um, one thing about yoga, it is about community and it is about, you know, building, uh, you know, something with someone when it, as far as it comes from to our health and our wellness and yogis, we're kind of, <laughs> you know, a lot of us are new to the practice. A lot of us, you know, have practiced a long time. Uh, but the practice is about family. It's about friendship. It's about how can we make the world a better place. So I kind of use that space to not only, you know, build customers, but also build people that wouldn't mind sharing, telling others, and, you know, helping me build this brand uh, together. All right, that sounds great. The e-commerce A to Z podcast is brought to you by Kudobas Reviews. Over 70% of online shoppers refer to reviews before making a purchase. According to them, reviews serve as social proof and aid them in making purchase decisions. Collect reviews from your customers and display them on your website to convert your visitors into buyers. Join over 25,000 online merchants in the Kudobas family and start boosting your sales now. The Kodobas Reviews app is available on Shopify, BigCommerce, Wix, Weebly, and WordPress. Check out kudobas.com for more. So um, you mentioned that you had a, um, a brick and mortar store from July 2019 to January this year, um, January 2020. Mm -hmm. Did you record a, a significant difference in sales when you had both the e-commerce platform and the brick and mortar platform as compared to just the e-commerce platform? Yes. So as far as my sales, they tripled. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, and we're talking about, you know, on a combined because the way my store was set up and I was located in a mall. So 
uh, my Fits for Yoga, the brick and mortar was located in the mall. And even if a customer wasn't, you know, coming in and purchasing on the outside of the window was the website. And so they would go to the website. So I saw an increase for sales on the website. And then, of course, then you add the store to it, you're making revenue and money from there. It's just the only thing about running the store, your costs are higher. So it's not like the website where my costs were super low and, you know, you're paying like a a monthly thing to Shopify. Now I'm paying rent. I'm paying, you know, sales associates. You know, it's more time and it's more hours in the store because my store was open mall hours and mall hours, uh, you know, before all the craziness just hit the world was from uh, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday. And then Sundays, you know, the store was open 11 to 6. But we also did yoga classes on Sundays at the mall. (laughs) So uh, we did, you know, yoga classes an hour before the store opened. So it was, you know, crazy. Of course, if you go into a commercial space, you can control your hours a little bit more. But I had an opportunity. I decided to open up in the, you know, in the mall and it really helped get the word out. Now, brick and mortar is in a very strange place. Mall is, malls are in a strange place right now where in the US, you know, people are shopping more online. So a lot of people might say, well, why did you do that? You kind of went backwards with that because online is where everything is at. Um, I just wanted to try it and I wanted to build the brand out and I wanted to see how far Fits for Yoga can go. I think a store actually works for us, but just not in a mall. And the yoga classes were building to a great number where building that community was really happening and drawing more traffic to the website was also happening. Um, so it's a way to go about things. I mean, I wouldn't say that brick and mortar is completely dead, but it's definitely shifting and it's definitely changing. I will say that malls, I feel like need to adapt to the change and with the coronavirus and their hours changing and stuff, maybe they will, uh, in the future. And they'll realize that being open, you know, all day is not necessarily necessary for the consumer that we are today. Uh, But we'll have to see, you know, within the next couple of months and years what happens with that. But as far as having a store to go along with your e-commerce, I actually think it works for Fits for Yoga. Uh, Because we're talking about a yoga apparel store, there should be at least a place where your local customers can do yoga. (laughs) If it was another business, it might not have worked or, you know, something. If I had a wine business, I might do wine tastings or something. I think having that in-person relationship kind of helps, but it depends on what type of business you're running. You're running. Yeah, I I totally agree. So now what happens to, I'm particularly interested in your yoga community that grew with your yoga classes. What, What happens to them now? Well, they were very disappointed when I decided to, because right now I was moving the location. That was the plan because we kind of outgrew it. It became very popular, uh, the yoga classes along with the store. So I was like, okay, let me move the location. But, you know, life hits you. And now it's like, well, I'm not going to sign a lease now and everything's locked down or we're about to go into lockdown with the coronavirus. So the yoga 
uh, community uh, who came to the classes were very disappointed. This is a class that they were going to every Sunday and they were like, I loved it. Like, this was great. And then when you went to the class, the store would open and you would receive like a 15% discount. So, you know, that was very challenging, but it's all about, you know, collecting emails, building relationships, making sure they're following you on social media. That way they can follow you to your next move. And also letting the customer know that to connect with us, you can connect with us virtually. You can visit our website if you're looking for apparel. You can go to our YouTube page if you're looking to do yoga. And so kind of transitioning them that way. Let's go about your favorite apps that you use in running your business. Um, so my favorite apps are the ones that can do stuff that I can't do. So as far as Shopify, they have uh, thousands, like thousands of different apps or whatever. One thing when I launched the website, I noticed that a lot of people were talking about uh, SEO and, you know, stuff that I'm not really familiar with. I'm pretty you know, savvy when it comes to the internet, but I, it's a lot of things I just don't know. That's not my background. So I was looking for some things that can kind of help in that area um, that was also easy to work. But uh, at the same time, you know, doing its job. And so I came across, uh, I believe it's called Dr. SEO. I think that's you guys, right? Yeah, SEO doctor. <laughs> yeah, SEO doctor. Yeah, because I had a different company before then, but I didn't think that they were doing their job efficiently. So I came across that. Um, that really helps when it comes to stuff I don't know. Other things, I like the push owl. Um, it's a web push notification. For A lot of people have signed up for those notifications if they're on a desktop or a laptop, you know, type computer, they sign up for the notifications and I can kind of like, you know, push something out that will pop up in the corner of their computer. Like, hey, it's a quick flash sale or whatever's going on. Um, that's another another favorite. Um, I just like things that make things easy. <laughs> that's what I gravitate <laughs> towards. Because uh, there's a lot of things that you can kind of have a lot of apps that help you run your business efficiently. Like, you know, I think Ping, um, that's a Shopify company, I believe. Ping is a part of them. Um, it sends out mailers. It updates the Facebook page. It will help with advertising. And so that's a very helpful app because I just have it on my phone and it'll say, hey, do you think we should email our past customers? I've came up with this. And then I'll say yes, and then it sends it right out. So that's been very helpful. Ping is a, one of my favorites. Um, and I think that's about it. Well, it's Kit. It's called Kit, but it's called Ping, too. I don't know. I think yeah. Kit, Ping, something like that. <laughs> How do you deal with imposter syndrome? How do you deal with fear? Because I'm sure you've had your fair share of that in building a business. Yeah, I think... Every day I'm dealing with that. Um, I didn't really set out to be an entrepreneur. Again, since I, you know, you hear all these stories where people, I was unhappy at my job or, you know, but I didn't have one of those situations. I have a, a cool job. I work in television. I'm on a, a set and it's just, you know, it's fun. It's, of course, it's a job, but 
you know, for the most part, I enjoy it. Uh, so I didn't have one of those situations where I was like, oh, and I'm going to start a business. I, this wasn't a plan. This is just something I saw a lack of. Um, I saw, you know, companies out there like Lululemon and they were selling leggings for $80. And I was like, who can afford to buy five pairs of those? <laughs> um, and then I didn't see anything fun or colorful or different colors. And I was just like, okay, when I go to class, I kind of want my personality to shine out. And so I was like, well, I have no choice here. I kind of have to like start something of my own. Um, but that's not something I set out to do. So of course I was scared because, you know, I'm taking money and investing in something um, that I didn't go to school for or something that did not come across or my mind before uh, January, 2018. So you have to take a risk. You have to take a chance. And especially when I opened the store, that was an even bigger risk. So it made me realize that, you know, if I'm going to commit to entrepreneurship, you know, completely is that I just have to jump. And sometimes when I jump, it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> and sometimes you land on your feet when you do that. And sometimes you won't. These past two years, I have done a lot in such a short period of time, but I've also learned a lot uh, and I've also grown from it. So I deal with the fear every day and I just manage it uh, because I don't want to, and excuse my language, I don't want to half-ass it. I don't want to just, oh, I got a store and you know, not put any work into it, not build clients, not get a sale or anything like that. I want to have something that I'm proud of that I can show my family and friends that I could share with my community. Uh, so you never get over the fear, at least for me. It's something that comes up every single day, just like this past week. Um, Fits for Yoga now is selling all natural soaps. Now in the store, we had an accessory section where we had like all the natural products and stuff. You know, the yoga community is really big on that. But I hadn't really, you know, did that for the website yet. I just, you know, kind of stuck to the clothes because that's what the website is known for. But I decided to build up the accessory section. I was like, we're in a time now where people are looking for certain products. They're looking for soap. They're looking for hand sanitizer. So why not sell all natural soaps? So I took a chance and I didn't know how that was going to translate because I didn't want people to think, oh, you're trying to profit in a time like this. When actually, I just want to make sure that Fits for Yoga is staying up with the times and that we're also helping people along with it. But are people giving you feedback with regards to that? Well, I decided to do a poll first on Instagram to see if people would be interested in purchasing natural soap. And I noticed the people that were saying yes were the people that have purchased from the store and saw those type of products in the store. Okay. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, this will be great. Um, you know, of course, we're not a soap company. Um, and we do recommend a lot of different natural uh, products and soap companies on our Instagram. I'm constantly reposting and, you know, giving, you know, props to other companies. But at the same time, if I'm going to grow uh, this brand into more than just clothing and it's a lifestyle brand, a health and living, you know, brand, 
then of course we have to venture out into other things. You see other companies do it all the time. Um, soap will not be like our number one thing. Clothing will be our number one thing, but you know, it doesn't hurt to uh, try and explore different options, but also it still has to go with the brand. It's all natural. If you know anything about the yoga community, then having all natural ingredients is like the number one thing. Having vegan products is the number one thing. And I really was able to capture that in the store. So now it's just translating that into the website and people noticing like, oh, I can get more than just a yogurt here. Mm-hmm. You're gradually building an entire brand, which is, is beautiful, you know, to see everything come together for you. You've been working on this for two years, and I think the growth you are experiencing is very impressive. Thank you. Thank you. It, I, I tell people all the time that it's challenging, you know. It's, I made two years in February, this past February, and I had just, you know, decided to relocate the store. So we shut down the first location. And then I hopped on a plane and went to Spain for a vacation just to kind of clear my mind on what the next steps were. Uh, And then I come back. And then, of course, we're dealing with all this craziness. We're in March right now um, with this virus going around. But at the end of the day, e-commerce, if this doesn't, you know, this should prove to everyone that e-commerce is around to stay. And it's very important now to have a functioning website up uh, that customers can go to, uh, to have your delivery, you know, easy and affordable. Because of course we have Amazon and all these other companies that offer, you know, free two-day shipping and stuff like that. Um, Before the virus had even came about, I was transitioning to make sure all my wholesalers and everything was U.S. based because most of my customers, if not all, are U.S. Uh, And so I had kind of stopped pulling from China. And I don't know why what told me to do that, but I just went with it. And now it makes sense. (laughs) And this was like months, months before I was starting to transition things on the website to just make sure that, you know, everything could, you know, on the back end work a little bit smoother. Um, and I had some great relationships with wholesalers in China and um, I still talk to them very often via email. Uh, but I knew what was right for my company and that everything should kind of work a little bit smoother for me. And to see where we at in the world, when you have, when you're, when you have something in your intuition telling you to do it, do something, do it. If something is telling you, send out an email to your customers or, you know, update something, do not let that idea go past because it's a reason why your intuition is kicking in and telling you to do that particular thing. So I'm glad I kind of listened uh, because right now it's very hard to, to get stuff from China now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to upcoming e-commerce entrepreneurs or anyone looking into venturing into the e-commerce space? My advice would to just go go for it. Um, I see that a lot of people get caught up in, well, somebody else is already doing that. It doesn't matter who else is doing it. Uh, everybody br- brings something unique 
to the uh, business. Um, when you go to the grocery store, there are a thousand breads out there. You know, it's so many different companies. And it's like, you know, that doesn't stop them. You know, we just, we have so many options when it comes to different types of foods and restaurants and, you know, clothing and all this other stuff. So it's always room in the market. You know, it's always room to make money and to build your client base. One thing about Fits for Yoga is that, if you're going to shop with us, you know you're going to get a unique product, you're going to get a quality product, and you're also going to get a great one-on-one customer service. As soon as you make a purchase online, an email goes out from me that says, thank you for your business. You can hit me up at any time if you have any questions or concerns. And that's how I ran it in the store as well. Like you're going to have this one-on-one relationship. And so that's really helped me. So my advice would be your fears will kick in, especially when you have to start putting money into something. But it's just, you know, basically just quiet down that noise and just take a leap of faith. Because the people who jump are usually the people who rise to the top. The people who jump are usually the people who rise to the top. Thank you so much. This has been great talking to you. And it's been full of nuggets, even for myself. And I know that our listeners are going to enjoy this particular episode with you, Tempest, the CEO of Fits for Yoga. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, tell your friends about it and share on social media. As always, take care of yourself and stay safe. My name is Jifa Mensa. See you next week.